Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When it comes to The Simpsons, celebrities are lining up around the Bureau de Change for a chance to appear in their glorious episodes. But these celebrities, well, they would, but not without a few demands being met first. So let's take a look at them as I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 unusual demands made by guest stars on The Simpsons. Number 10. Dustin Hoffman and Albert Brooks No Real Names In the early days of the show, big celebrities didn't want their real names to be used in the credits. There are several examples of this, one of which we'll actually get to much later on, but perhaps the most well-known is when Sam Etik voiced Mr. Bergstrom in Season 2. Of course, Sam Etik isn't a real person. It was a clever play on words alluding to the Jewish heritage of both Bergstrom and the man who voiced him, Dustin Hoffman. The double Oscar winner was hesitant to use his real name as The Simpsons didn't have the same level of prestige in its early days as it does now, and Hoffman worried that appearing on a cartoon would damage his credibility. Another early guest to star who went under a pseudonym was Albert Brooks, who voiced the adulterous bowling instructor Jacques in season one. Well, we say pseudonym, the future Finding Nemo star was credited as A. Brooks on that episode, which would be like Richard Bachman publishing a book under the name of S. King, but A. Brooks did eventually use his real name on The Simpsons, most notably when he played Hank Scorpio seven years later. Number nine, Bette Midler, promoting an anti-litter campaign. Krusty Gets Cancelled from Season 4 features a host of guest appearances from the likes of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Elizabeth Taylor, Hugh Hefner, and who could forget Krusty's half-brother, Sideshow Luke Perry. Only one special guest was shown picking up litter at the roadside, though, and that was singer and actor Bette Midler. This was no coincidence, as Midler was a keen sponsor of the Adopt-A-Highway scheme, which offered a sponsorship of highway signs in exchange for volunteers to tidy up a section of the roadside. In the early 90s, Midler was paying $2,000 a month to keep a section of highway in California clean and wanted to share her hatred of trash with the rest of the world. So Midler agreed to appear in this episode on the condition that the show promote her anti-litter campaign. The writers obliged, as only they could, depicting Midler picking up the trash on her own and ruthlessly hunting down Snake when he dared to throw a soda can out of the window of his car. Snake's horrified scream of, oh no, bet Midler, was enough to put an entire generation of children off littering for life. Number 8. R.E.M. No Former Drummer When rock band The Who appeared on The Simpsons, the writers included the likeness of the band's deceased drummer, Keith Moon, as a tribute to the fallen icon. But when it came to R.E.M.'s time on the show, the complete opposite happened. Now, you see, former drummer Bill Berry wasn't dead, although he had come close after suffering an aneurysm live on stage in 1997, but he had kept a low profile, shying away from the limelight after his health scare to become a farmer. By the time his former bandmates appeared on season 13's Homer the Mo, Berry hadn't been part of R.E.M. for four years. Perhaps this is why they chose to leave him out of their lineup on the show, instead opting to have the likeness of a session drummer join them instead. There doesn't seem to be any ill will between Berry and the rest of the band, because he's reunited with them several times since this episode went out, so it's likely that the group just didn't want to provide an out-of-date image of themselves. Or perhaps Berry wanted to be animated in full farmer getup, and nobody on the team knew how to draw a straw hat. I I guess that seems plausible. Number 7. Bret Hart. Show My Wrestling Gear. 
Anyone who knows wrestling will tell you that Bret the Hitman Hart is a fiercely proud man. The seven-time world champion was extremely protective over his image to the point where it caused some major problems for the WWF during his heyday of the mid-90s. It's not surprising then that when Hart was asked to voice in season 8's The Old Man and the Lisa, that he only agreed to do so if his character was wearing his iconic pink and black ring attire. When Hart was first asked to contribute to the show, he was only meant to be portraying a generic wrestler type for the purposes of a joke. However, when the show found out how famous Hart was, they decided to draw him as himself. It's unclear why Brett then asked them to have his character in his ring gear. Perhaps he was worried that nobody would recognize him without it, or the scene needed a splash of color. Who knows? Whatever the reason was, Brett's decision definitely helped him stand out. And who knows? Maybe one or two Simpsons viewers became fans off the back of this, seeing him screaming at Mr. Burns. Again, seems plausible. Number 6. Stephen Hawking, Don't Get Me Drunk Professor Stephen Hawking had a blast when he lended his distinctive voice to the season 10 episode They Saved Lisa's Brain. The astrophysicist, who was known for his wicked sense of humor amongst other things, had such a good time that he returned to the show three more times before his passing in 2018. However, he might not have been so keen to come back had the writers not acquiesced to his one demand. At the end of the episode, Professor Hawking and Homer are sat together at Moe's. Despite being set in a bar, Hawking requested that his character not be depicted as drunk during this scene. It's unclear if this was the writer's original intention or whether Hawking was just being precautious, but the professor remained perfectly sober. What's strange is that, according to all sources, Hawkins was otherwise very cooperative with the writers and seemed more than happy making self-deprecating comments about himself. So why was being portrayed as drunk the final straw? It's unclear, but this wouldn't be the first time that Stephen Hawking knew something that the rest of the world clearly didn't. Number 5. Tony Blair Promote British Tourism Whilst Harry Shearer had provided the voice of George Bush in Two Bad Neighbours, no such stand-in was needed for the then-Prime Minister of Great Britain, Tony Blair. Mr. Blair voiced himself in season 15's The Regina Monologues, and boy did the writers have to move heaven and earth to get him. The PM was a very busy man, I can't imagine why, so it was right down to the wire whether or not he would actually guest on the show in the first place. In fact, showrunner Al Jean only found out that Blair was actually taking part on the day before the recording, as he received a phone call whilst in London telling him Blair could spend 15 minutes to contribute his part. This wasn't the only crazy demand made by Blair's team. The original script had way more jokes for Blair, including him handing Marge a complimentary corgi upon arriving in Britain. However, these lines were shot down, as Blair's team said that the Prime Minister was only interested in doing the guest spot if he could promote British tourism. Clearly, Tony had never met anyone from New Orleans before deciding The Simpsons was the best place to promote another place. Number 4. Mark Hamill, voicing another character Season 10's Mayored to the Mob is notable for featuring the vocal talents of the one and only Mark Hamill. The star does a great job in playing an incompetent, stuck-up version of himself, but you can also hear his voice elsewhere on the episode thanks to a demand made by the Jedi Master. Hamill told the show that he would only appear as himself if he could voice another different character in the episode. The writers allowed this and gave him the part of Lavelle, an instructor who teaches Homer at bodyguard camp. Hamill is almost unrecognizable as Lavelle and said that he had way more fun doing his voice than he did playing himself on the show. And Hamill knows a thing or two about voice acting. He's lent his voice to animated shows like Avatar The Last Airbender, SpongeBob SquarePants, and Futurama, as well as voicing several versions of the Joker across multiple DC TV shows and video games. Number 3. Jose Canseco Make Me More Heroic 
The first Simpsons episode to go nuts with its guests was the season 3 classic Homer at the Bat. The episode that gave us Talkin' Softball features nine baseball stars joining the Springfield Power Plant softball team, with each player being voiced by their real-life counterpart. According to the show's staff, the players were all incredibly easy to work with, apart from one. According to Al Jean, Jose Canseco was not best pleased with his representation on the show. He didn't like that his character was portrayed as sleazy, and a proposed scene involving him waking up in bed with one of the kids' teachers was shot down as it would upset his wife. Instead, the writers changed the character to be more heroic, having him miss the softball game because he was rescuing various items from a burning house. Whilst the writers did a good job with the rewrite, which honestly worked better than their proposed idea would have, this is not a good look for Conseco. He clearly took his personal image very seriously, which is fine, but when you're on a show like The Simpsons, there really isn't much room for ego. Number 2. Paul and Linda McCartney Lisa Stays Veggie As with most cartoons, The Simpsons very rarely makes permanent changes to its characters. There's very little continuity on the show that has celebrated Lisa's eighth birthday no fewer than three times, but if anyone was going to change something for good on The Simpsons, it was going to be a former Beatle. In season 8, Lisa the Vegetarian, the middle Simpson child gets a little help from Paul and Linda McCartney as she discovers life without meat. The McCartneys had been approached for this episode due to their own devout vegetarianism, but Paul only agreed to do the show on one condition. McCartney asked that Lisa not revert back to eating meat once this episode was through. The writers agreed, and Lisa Simpson has been a vegetarian ever since. It's not like it was a big change. I mean, Lisa not eating meat fits her character perfectly, but it's strange to think that one of the things most heavily associated with Lisa came about because the Simpsons writers really just wanted to get Macca on their show. And number one, Michael Jackson, use a singer-like. The story of Michael Jackson on The Simpsons is as complicated as it is sad. The pop megastar lent his voice to the show for a character who was a man in a mental asylum who believed that he was actually the king of pop. Due to legal restrictions imposed by his record label, MJ didn't appear under his real name and was credited as John J. Smith. The label also didn't want him to sing on the show, which was obviously a big problem because the finale centered around Bart and Leon duetting the song Happy Birthday, Lisa. To get around these legal issues, Jackson hired a singer-like named Kip Lennon to perform the song. So that means that the Happy Birthday Lisa was actually sung by a character pretending to be Michael Jackson who was performing under the name of John J. Smith, playing a different character who thought that he was Michael Jackson. Confused? So are we.